I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Elise where she's going to be giving us really amazing tips on how to achieve a freedom-based lifestyle through Instagram. Hi, Elise. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Debbie. First question, how would you say we can drive business and how can we monetize through Instagram? So I think the first thing to keep in mind with Instagram is you don't need... 10,000 or a hundred thousand followers to actually monetize through the platform, which I think is probably good news for most people because they feel like they need those numbers to be considered influential. But the truth is I have course students who have hit a thousand, 2000, 3000, and they've been able to monetize Instagram through offering their services to their audience. So that is the number one thing is like in your bio, make sure it's super clear of who your profile for, um, why they should follow, like why you're even relevant to them. Like I would just make that super, super obvious and clear. And in your captions, in your bio, on a fairly regular basis, you do want to be driving them to whatever it is that you're offering that they can purchase, whether it's services or products. So you want to be fairly consistent with your messaging there, you know, run some promos occasionally, run some campaigns, maybe give them special perks because they're following following you on Instagram. So there's a few tactics that you can do to really get their attention. I would say just make it super, super clear in your bio and your captions that you even have something to sell. And what about any tips on how to create the most effective content to drive traffic to your own site or your business? So I find that the most effective content to create is high quality blog posts. So not like surface level information, but like give your audience what they want to know from you. So go into detail and then really drive attention to your blog post link. Um, have a call to action in your bio as to why they should click on it. You know, do Instagram stories about it. Now you can save that story as a highlight on your profile so that it just, it lives there for a long, long time, as long as people scroll back to it. So Drive the attention to your blog posts. And then the other thing is freebies. So again, if there's something that's really high value that your audience wants that you can create and give to them for free, create a freebie, but you don't make it you know, easily downloadable on your website. You're going to collect their email address first in exchange for them getting the freebie. And that's how you start to really grow your mailing list. And your mailing list is really, really important because if Instagram were to shut down tomorrow, your followers are gone, right? But your mailing list is really the information that you own. And if you lose your account tomorrow, you still have a way to get in touch with your audience, which is through email. Now, what about networking? How can we use Instagram or social media to network? There's a few things you could do here. So you can use it to network with someone who might be a target follower of yours. So someone who is maybe following an account of of your target people, or they just, their profile looks like the perfect person for your brand. You can engage and network with them directly on Instagram. 
on in the same vein, you can also engage in, and network with influencers in your niche. So generally, you want to have an idea of who would be an influencer in your space that would be like amazing to partner with, or who do you want to have know you, right? So you might have to think really big here, but who would be a really good name to get in front of? And you want to be getting in front of them. So you want to be engaging with their posts and, um, you know, maybe even going beyond Instagram, signing up for their newsletter, responding to their emails, um, replying to their tweets, like really you know, you're obviously not reaching out to them, asking for them to promote you, but you're just making genuine connections. So I really recommend doing that with target people who, who are people who you want following you and also target influencers. Going back to having engagement and obviously engaging with the people that are following you as well as influencers, how are you able to grow an engaged following? I think a lot of it comes back to that niche that you're really going to own. And when I look at the travel space, for example, there are a lot of people in the travel space because growing a travel related account has proven to be valuable and worthwhile. And same with fashion and same with makeup. And, you know, there's a few niches that just typically do well on Instagram. Fitness is another one. So a lot of people say, I'm going to build a travel account. Great, but how are you going to make yourself any different from all of the other millions of travel accounts? So really getting specific about your niche and what makes you different. It could be that you are a petite female traveler, right? And that might not sound that different from the outside, but it really can change the type of pictures that you're posting or what stories you're sharing in your captions because now you can talk to fellow petite travelers who are female who might actually be scared to travel or they might have had an experience that made them feel very vulnerable and they are afraid of having that happen again or something might have happened to you and you can share with your audience how you overcame it. So once you get really specific about what it is that is your special sauce and what you can offer, then it gives you like so many more options of what you can share with your audience that makes you stand out and makes you different for the, from the rest. And that way you're going to build a really tight knit engaged following. Again, you don't need 10,000 or a hundred thousand followers. You can build a, a profitable business and monetize through Instagram with just a thousand. It's just got to be a thousand of your target people. Once they get their niche, they know what it is. How would you advise them to get their first client and the best way to pitch? So when you are creating your own business that's based on your services, I always recommend to touch base with your warm network first. So those are the people that already know who you are. Typically, it's your Facebook contact friends, it's your LinkedIn contacts, it's maybe your Instagram followers, but I'm talking like people who know you kind of in real life because they're generally the ones who already know, like, and trust you. And trust is key in the online space because there's a million people out there selling a million different things. But if someone knows you in person, they know you're the real deal and they trust you in what you're offering and what you're selling. So I'd highly recommend, um, using one of the strategies I offer in my course, freelance business in a box. It's basically, how do you reach out to your warm network initially in not a salesy kind of way, but just more of a, Hey, here's what I'm up to letting them know kind of way. And 
that's where you're going to get either clients, if you're lucky, if you know people in your audience who could be clients, or you're going to get really strong referrals because they know someone who is looking for what you're offering. So I highly, highly recommend you know, you don't even need a website. You don't even necessarily need social media profiles because you can leverage your warm network to get your business started. So now once you have that first client, how do you know how to price your work? Yeah, this is a tricky question and everyone has their own system and what works for them. Some people will say like, write down different numbers and go with what feels good to you, which is fine. But for me, I like to have a solid real life comparison to be able to charge a certain amount to someone. So when I got started with my services, I was working as a social media marketer in my nine to five job. It wasn't a stretch from what I was offering to my clients, to what I was doing in my day job. They were pretty related. So what I did was I took my yearly salary and I broke it down into what I was actually getting paid per hour. And I think I also, even for my first client, I gave them even a better deal than, than what I was getting paid per hour, just because I was just getting started. And a big part of it was testing my own skills too. So I even gave them a bit of a deal. I think I was maybe getting paid like 25 an hour. And I think I charged them like 20 an hour. And what I did was I estimated based on the work they wanted me to do, how many hours per week, per week I would need to set aside for their, for their work. So I wasn't just telling them, Oh, it's $20 an hour and I'm going to charge you for however long it takes. Clients don't like that. Clients need to budget based on what you are going to cost. So I had a lot of thorough discussions with them so that I understood how much work they needed. And I basically took my hourly rate and I multiplied it by the number of hours per week I was going to dedicate to them. And then I got my weekly rate and I basically just build them on a monthly basis. So yeah, that's how I did it for myself. That's how I recommend others to do it. If they have that real life basis, they can compare it to, um, start with that. And then if this is a totally new skill that you've just learned, then some people, you might want to consider actually offering this service or skill for free, at least initially, just as like a one-time project. You never want to offer a service on an ongoing basis for free, but Hey, if you've just learned something like Instagram marketing and you want to offer it to a client for free, again, reach out to your warm network, find someone who's interested in this service and just give them a little one-time project on the house that allows you to test your skills. It allows you to get feedback from someone and that feedback you can actually turn into a testimonial when you do really launch your services, the ones that you are charging for. What is your best marketing advice? Because I look at you and what you do and I see your face all the time everywhere. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Elise is amazing at marketing herself. And now we know you and who you are. Do you have any tips for us? That is hilarious and amazing (laughs) to hear because that's not how I perceived myself to be, but I'm glad you think you see me everywhere. That's amazing. You're you're probably just a very dedicated like Instagram follower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Marketing and especially social media can really make you feel like ADD in a way. Like there's just so many platforms and so many things you can do on each platform. How do you narrow in on your focus? You really do need a higher level business plan so that you know who you are 
you know, trying to talk to, who you want to attract to your business. And then you have to figure out where are they hanging out? Like what is the best way to get in front of them? And my audience, because I, Instagram marketing is one thing that I teach. Obviously I got to be active on Instagram to be in front of those people. And the posts and the content have to be catered to that person who I'm talking to, who might want to work with me further. So, you know, you got to pick and choose those platforms. Another platform I really like is my Facebook page. And a lot of people will say, well, Facebook's dead, blah, blah, blah. It's not dead if you use the features that Facebook is really pushing and really promoting. So getting comfortable going live on Facebook is something that I did over the last year. It was a horrible experience initially. Well, not horrible, but just nerve wracking, I would say, but you know, you do it enough times to the point where I went live yesterday and it was like, no big deal. Like it was just like talking to friends and I get a lot of video views on my Facebook page and I also give different content there. So my Instagram feed is, you know, the magazine version of my life. And then the Facebook page is where I will give more of the casual real talks, whether it's about life or about business. It's mostly about business, but I'm not opposed to talking about real life things too. So I've picked and chosen the platforms that really suit, you know, the needs of my business and also serve what my audience wants. And yeah, that's generally how I go about it. So I'm constantly like touching base with my audience. We also have a Facebook group and I'm, yeah, just always assessing where they're at and if what I'm doing is still working for them or not. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Elise, for all of these incredible tips that you just gave us. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Thank you again for having me. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.